This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee, ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com terms for more details. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Last second lockdown possession from OG Ananobi. Some great shots made from Matt Thomas. And around 15 sustained minutes of the Raptors building their offense that, that featured most of the 905 players and some of the end of bench players around his relocation and gravity. A one point win, 14 straight, which now ties them for the longest winning streak for a Canadian team ever. I guess it ties the Calgary Stampeders. And 14 straight is just adding on to the record for the Raptors. Here we are, celebrating 14 straight, and here I am, Samson Folk, here to detail for you the 119-118 win for the Raptors over the Nets. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. Thanks for joining, and let's hop into it. So the Raptors, it was evident early on, even before the game started, that this would be a worthwhile watch. For anybody who's interested in this team, why? Because Terrence Davis II was entering into the starting lineup. This is the first time, well, second time we've seen him chosen over the likes of Patrick McCaw. I think a lot of people are happy to see that, not to throw shade at McCaw. It just Terrence Davis, even though he wasn't selected to the Rising Stars Challenge, he is recognized as nothing else except for a rising star with the Raptors. He's been fantastic. He's coming off such a great game against the Pacers. Quite a, few, a string of great games together, actually, and he scored 20 points in this one. He was fantastic, and that was from the get-go as well. The first points of this game were him pulling up as if he were Buddy Heald, getting fouled on a three, hitting hitting the free throw for the four-point play. He also hit the shot. It Crazy, and that's from the jump. That's out of the gate. The Raptors bringing that level of uh, stardom to this game, but... The Raptors, as far as the things that went right in the first quarter, really easy offense. I think that 
Fred Van Vliet and Terrence Davis from the get-go made things pretty easy for the Raptors. I thought they did a really good job of running sets for the Raptors. The Raptors scoring fairly easily. Pascal Siakam also, even though he got quite complacent for long stretches in this game, in the first quarter, really doing a great job of attacking his one-on-one matchups because the the Nets don't really have anybody who profiles as a Siakam stopper. They don't have somebody who has either the athleticism or the physical, I guess, amenities. What is it? What does he say? Um, the guy from Man's Not Hot. That's also another meme of his. I don't think you got the facilities for that big man. I think that's what he says, something like that. But either way, the uh, the Nets didn't have the facilities to hang with the Raptors, and certainly not with Pascal Siakam when he was feeling like he wanted to actually take advantage of those matchups. But the things that didn't go right for the Raptors were that they were a little bit turnover prone early on. Terrence Davis had a couple bad turnovers, but he didn't have any the whole rest of the game. But early on, a couple bad ones, the Raptors as a whole, not taking great care of the ball. Maybe that's the first game without Kyle Lowry. That's just them getting used to. Okay, we don't have one of the best point guards in the league taking care of the ball. We have to do that ourselves. And so the start of the game really was kind of hum-ho. The Raptors giving up some extra possessions as far as turnovers, some extra possessions as far as allowing offensive rebounds to the, you know, albeit a bit larger nets. They they are a bigger team than the Raptors and giving up some offensive rebounds to them, them getting those extra possessions. But the Raptors really living and sustaining their offense off of the brilliance of Terrence Davis, Pascal Siakam, and Fred Van Vliet. But the second quarter was an incredible feat for the Raptors. It was an incredible sustained, I guess, effort from their 905 slash bench group. It was O'Shea Brissett, Matt Thomas, Patrick McCall, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Chris Boucher. I've scarcely seen anything like it. They were using, because the Nets, they threw out a zone at the end of the first quarter. And so the Raptors, they had to figure out how to beat a zone coming out of that out of that second quarter, or first quarter break, I should say. Matt Thomas was in there. Ronda House, Jefferson, Chris Boucher. They're going to be flashing to the middle. They're, that, that didn't work out that well for them to close the first quarter flashing to the middle. So what they did was they didn't flash to the middle of the paint. They flashed to the 45, and they tried to create lots of uh, plays for Matt Thomas where he could find room to shoot. Once he started hitting that gravity really started to affect how the Nets were guarding and shaping up their zone off of that. And it didn't last as long as it might have because the Raptors actually found quite a modicum of success attacking that zone, and it was really built off of the back of Matt Thomas. It was an incredibly great 22 minutes from him tonight. He had 15 points, 6 rebounds, 3 steals, 6 of 9 from the field. That's right, he was fantastic, and the Raptors on the other side... We're completely icing out any action that the Nets were trying to get going. I mean, the Nets, I'm pretty sure they went nearly five minutes of that quarter to start without scoring a single basket. The Raptors went on a 13-0 run. They completely dominated the Nets. There was hardly any coherent offensive action for, for Brooklyn's team. Siakam, once he came back in the game, kept going at those one-on-one matchups. The Raptors, they went into halftime. They were completely annihilating, dismantling the Nets. It was a very easy game to that point. And the Raptors, and credit Nick Nurse for giving that bench slash 905 unit an extended look and letting them keep building on what was working for them. But the Raptors really taking advantage of all the weak points of that Nets team. 
and that that was great. It was it was a very good first half of basketball for the Raptors on Twitter, wherever else. You know, the, the fans getting pretty loud, getting pretty slanderous about Brooklyn, which rightfully so. Brooklyn was really bad in that first half. They they to a nine oh five adjacent lineup, they allowed a thirteen oh run. That's tough look for the guys out of Brooklyn, but it it did go better for them in that second half, considerably so. And the second half was offensively, I should say, the third quarter functioned as a platform for Terrence Davis as he had another fantastic quarter. He's very, very good at summoning all of his greatness into these very quick punches against other teams. He'll come out and he'll have this blurry, you can hardly keep track of it, nine-point run or eight-point run that he'll just snap off against the other team. They're like, who the hell is this guy? The Brooklyn guy. Who the hell is this guy? What's his name? Terrence Davis. What's he doing out here? Was he, he just comes over here and starts shooting threes. He, the other team can rarely compute with what's going on because the Raptors have such a bevy of talented options. And they just seemingly come out of the woodwork. As I've said six or seven times in this podcast, the 905 adjacent lineup went on a 13-0 run. The Raptors are able to generate meaningful minutes from... Basically, anybody that wears a Raptors jersey, they might be able to pull people from the crowd and get a good net rating from it. It is, it's just insanity. And sometimes it's easy to think, well, that happens when they play next to Kyle Lowry. And then you say, okay, well, maybe. And then you say, oh, it happens when they play next to Siakam. You go, okay, well, next to Fred. Well, next to Matt Thomas. Well, next to O'Shea Brissett. Basically, there is some essence that exists within the Raptors that they just don't lose they stay winning, and it's it's crazy, but I'm on a tangent, and I'm off track. But Terrence Davis, great offensive quarter, but for what it's worth, the Raptors' defensive tenacity fell off a cliff, and, and that was on both sides. I think uh, both teams scored 34 points, which is a high-scoring quarter, definitely, and the Raptors, whether it was Siakam getting into these kind of half post-up, half dribble, triple threat things where he's always turning into a fadeaway jumper that hardly any of them ever hit, or the Raptors just being a little bit, their presence inside pretty much went away. They were not getting to the rim as often, and the Nets were walking into the paint, and the Raptors were happy to sink, and there wasn't as much filling as we're used to, so the sink and fill was pretty much just the sink. This meant that Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie were finding shooters outside on the arc. The Nets slowly started whittling away, and they got back in the game through that. They were shooting the three really well, and they, they outscored the Raptors 30-19 to in the fourth quarter, and that was them continuing what was working for them in that third quarter was getting to their spots inside the arc, making the right pass out, hitting their shots there, and the Raptors... They weren't finding it as easy to score offensively. So the Nets, and largely on the back of Karis LeVert, who I believe had 37 points tonight, Karis LeVert is one of the most fun players in the league to watch, to my eye. He's incredibly, he's very smooth. He was 6 of 7 from downtown tonight. 6 of 7! That's insane. He's not even, his jump shot isn't even what profiles as his biggest strength. It's his, his dribble package, his length, and his ability to finish around the rim. He's a very slinky type of player. He's slithery. He can really worm his way to the rim. He's he's very, very creative as a finisher. He's strong. He's wiry. 
and he doesn't have as nice a jump shot as as a lot of guys but he can shoot the ball too and he the the nets you know usually Spencer Dinwiddie is the guy and Karis LeVert has had some injury problems as of late but he's really been able to turn it on these last two three games and tonight was an example of that the nets built off of that and the Raptors after having that burst from Terrence Davis didn't really have anyone going in that direction at this point in the game so the nets really relying on Karis LeVert, who was working wonderfully in the pick and roll. The Raptors defense not really wanting to contest him. And he was getting to his spots. He was hitting shots. He's getting to the rim. He's creating baskets for other players. And the Raptors saw their, their lead whittle away to nothing. And it ended up with the Raptors going shot for shot and miss shot for miss shot down the stretch against the Nets. And Fred Van Vliet hit a big one. Pascal Siakam, he drew a foul and split a free throw that put them up 119 to 118. And the Nets, they went to their guy, Karis LeVert. Luckily for the Raptors, though, they employ OG Ananobi, who is a fantastic one-on-one defender. He does great things in that type of capacity. So they said, OG, we need the stop. Can you go get us the stop? And OG answered in spades. He was a wonderful contest on on a, a heave from Levert. Levert tried to dribble around him. I think that OG did a wonderful job staying in front, contesting his uh, his drop dribbles to try and get OG leaning one way or the other. And he caused an air ball. And then obviously chaos ensued because an air ball means that the ball doesn't hit the rim. It's not suspended in air for as long. So we saw a last second attempt from Joe Harris go up and bounce off the rim luckily falling on the outside, and the Raptors, 119-118, they staved off the loss, and they kept the, the winning streak going. And it was honestly a pretty wild end to the game, because, and you could see it coming from a mile away, because the Raptors' offense had dried up to a certain degree, and the Nets' offense was really, really heating up, and the Raptors' defensive tenacity had not gotten to a point that we're used to seeing it at, but you know, the Raptors, they, they pull it out. They did their thing. The Reggie Evans Award for tonight, I believe firmly that Matt Thomas should be getting it. And I'm very happy to award Matt Thomas with something because he's, you know, he's a fan, he's a fan favorite for some. I know Alex Wong really loves him. They, they have that famous bit they do on Yahoo Sports Canada where they, they do the propaganda on behalf of Matt Thomas. And Shout out to him. He was he was pretty impressive as far as defensively. He plays within his own limitations. He's also he d- he did a great job rebounding. I think Blake Murphy noted, which is kind of a funny tidbit, that he has a double double in every single G League game he's played, which I believe is one. But he he rebounded the ball well tonight. He was in the trenches. He also hit shots. His gravity awarded other players lanes to the rim, and it was just a big time game for him. He was fantastic, and without him, the Raptors may not have won this game. He was an important piece tonight. And the top quick reaction comment from Luro. Luro, my guy, how's it going, man? Glad to see you in the comments. Luro says, Levert forgot to bring a scarf to the north, so OG wrapped him up. Well done. A a terrific uh, play of play on words there. I'm glad uh, we got to talk about OG and Levert both in that, but as I mentioned before, OG with a, a great final sequence defensively on Levert, who was fantastic throughout the game. And a lot of times in the NBA, if a guy is dominating offensively as much as Levert is, they do get either free throws or they make something happen on that final play. But 
credit to OG for suppressing a, a truly great offensive performance and saving the win for the Raptors in a lot of ways. But Luro, thank you for commenting. Listener, thank you for listening. That's it for me. I'm out of here, but whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day. Go Raptors, 14 straight, and goodbye.